You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael, and with me always, my good friend, Jay from the hills of Texas. How goes it today? It goes well, my friend. How was the holidays? Uh, They're wonderful. Uh, Little, uh, you know, trips to Hawaii occasionally, and uh, everything worked out well, so... Yeah, we have. Uh, it's been a good year. Well, I'm loving it now. You know how I was hiding and couldn't come out of the house because of the heat, and right. it turned like uh, first day of winter a little while ago, and it was like 75 degrees. They were like, hey, "This is the warmest winter ever." So I'm loving it. <laughs> it's great flying weather. It's nice weather, bluebird skies, and it's supposed to be 80 today. So it's insane for me, but it's beautiful because yeah. you know. I know Alaska Mike's probably up there, you know, in his thermals. Oh, no, actually, I think he's visiting his sister in California, so he's... He is. He's in uh, Simi Valley yeah. and uh, headed out to uh, some of the flying fields there. We'll get a report when he uh, eventually gets back. But, um, but yeah, it's been uh, unseasonably warm here, too. I think we broke a record the other day for the warmest day since whenever. You know? <laughs> but Yay, global warming. It's It's been good. Yeah, I know. It uh, helps us anyway. Well, today we're uh, doing our end of the year wrap up. So it's been a great 2017. Wow, Season dude. two is finally done. Uh, hard to believe. Um, 20, what, 22, 24 episodes? Something, something like, like that. that. 24 this year has flown by. It just seems like I was at your house and we were at the Electric Festival. I know, right? And that was back in February. Exactly. So. But uh, I thought this time we'd kind of roll through some of the uh, the season you know, episodes that some of the things that we like the best. And, um, you know, the very first podcast we ever did was Flying for the Blind, where we talked about colors and, uh, you know, making your airplane visible when you're out flying it. And I think uh, we've kind of taken care of that. Most of our airplanes nowadays are, are pretty uh, colorful. And uh, now we're, you know, now that I have a night flyer too. So that's even got LED lights. That's even better. Yeah, that's true. I, I think <laughs> looking back, you know, just thinking about the, this year, one of the things I that just kind of comes to mind for me is just I was looking at our, our website and looking at all the pictures of planes and stuff that we have. And uh, I noticed that there's a few planes that are on the for pictures that aren't with us anymore. That's true. Namely, your yeah, I, have. <laughs> I was just looking. I was like, what a good yeah. looking plane. Oh, that no longer exists. <laughs> yeah, that was our spring cleaning episode where uh, we talked about the loss of um my my hawker sea fairy that was pretty sad that was actually at the electric festival i believe yeah yeah it was that, that, yeah that was that was a bummer cuz that was your christmas gift uh, last year uh was it or the year before no, 2 years two ago years i ago. think 2 or 3 yeah. years ago but you hadn't yeah, you'd, you'd only flown it i mean a handful of times uh half a dozen times yeah probably um i mean i flew it Four or five times the first year I got it, we kind of got it all trimmed out. And I think the second year uh, at the Electric Festival, we flew it a bunch. And then um, I flew it once or twice here. So probably about, yeah, probably around 10 10 or 12 times. Did it get that many flights? I didn't think it got that many flights. Yeah, I think so. So, But it it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of a bummer. It was a nice airplane. I enjoyed it. And um, it it was fun. It flew really, really well. I liked the way the five-bladed prop moved around. It It was pretty cool. 
It was a good looking. It just it was a good looking model. It it had some quirks about it, but it was a good looking model. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, I tell you what, I something I'm looking forward to this upcoming year though is going to be the Electric Festival. So I'm like you said, it's hard to believe it's already been a year, and now it's only a couple of months out to go to it again. So right, yeah, it's uh, in February. And uh, this year, I think we're uh, basically getting uh, Mike is coming down as well. So there should be three of us there. We're going to try and represent the Park Fire podcast. At the Ooh, I think we tripled, Electric the Festival. we tripled the budget, right? That's where we're all, all in. Uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah, we did triple our budget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it'll be good to see all those guys. Um, you know, now now looking back, we, uh, we talked a little bit to the Motion RC guys that were there uh, when we were at the Electric Festival. They've come out with a bunch of new airplanes. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully they'll be there again this year with you know some new product. We can talk to those guys. Um, yeah, I'm as you know we're always jonesing for the stuff that they oh, produce. Yeah. And so yeah, I think just this winter they came out with two, three aircraft. And so mm. I you know and they're more park flyers. Uh, so I'm I'm always I like the detail that they have. I like that they bring out some unusual stuff that we don't normally you know because everybody like I think we talked about it before. Everybody brings out a. You know, oh, we got a new Mustang. Uh, yeah, we've only seen it. Yeah. You know, I love the P fifty one. It looks the same as last year's Mustang. <laughs> exactly. So they're bringing out new planes, new models, trying out new stuff. So I, I like that about Motion. Their stuff is high quality, looks good, smells good, flies good. It is amazing what they can do with the uh, injected foam or or however they make those foams. You know, they can get some pretty detailed stuff, which is pretty amazing, actually. And they look good. And now I think they've teamed up with Cali Graphics to do a lot of uh, different, um, you know, schemes from a graphics standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that she had four or five or six different, you know, types for the A-10s and some of the other airplanes. So the, they've, uh, you know, they've really kind of stretched out. I know it's a veteran-owned company, and they did a really good job developing some of this stuff. So it'll be exciting to talk to those guys again. Uh, I think Tim from Northwest RC might be there. We'll have to talk to him again as well. He's got uh, a couple of new products. And now that you've got one uh, from those guys, uh, you'll be able to uh, kind of chit-chat with them about your new your new ride. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, I, I was just thinking, um, one of the things I'm looking forward to, since I'm going to be up in your neck of the woods next time, or at least for the festival, so I'm really looking forward to seeing the E-Typhoon fly, dude. I really am. Yeah, you know, that was one of the things. We didn't uh, fly when you were up here. Was it ready to fly? Well, we tried. We tried, if you remember. Oh, that's it, right. It, it wasn't working. As as with most of our projects, yeah. we have great you know, aspirations for things to happen. And then Murphy's Law happens. Right, that's true. Motors, motors burn up. <laughs> servos get stuck. That's right. You know, things like that, uh, or receivers don't work like they're supposed to work. Yeah, we got to love that. We've had that with uh, a couple of your planes, right? Uh, yeah, actually, we have. Yeah, in fact, you're one of, what was that? Uh, I was trying to think which podcast that was. We were talking about radios, and we were, you were talking about which, nine channel? Which, which receiver was it? Was, you know, it had all the bells and whistles, it has telemetry and whatever else and then when you were trying to incorporate it oh yeah the new receiver i think it was like one of your fight like with what with your i I know i was having problems with mine when you were here and that was having problems with uh oh it was a lemon receiver for me and for you it was uh it was a spectrum receiver but i think it also had to do with it was trying to talk to a gyro 
Yes. Was it talking to a gyro or, or I can't remember or it had a gyro built in? I can't yeah, remember. it was an ASX3 and I was just having problems with it uh, working correctly. So it's always a mystery. You know, they're coming out with new products and then, you know, trying to figure them all out and get them to work with what you have. But Right. Yeah. Well, and, and part of the problem was, if I remember or something, it, that particular one is so complex. Oh, that's what it was. You had you had super digital servos that were able to right. do everything but wash the kitchen sink, right? <laughs> and you can program them to individually yeah. tell time and, and and you know exactly paint a picture. And your AS ASS three was trying to talk to it to tell it to do something. It was getting its programming from somewhere else, and all of that was fighting each other. That's what it was going. That's on. correct. Yeah, but the E the E Typhoon had uh, servo problems. So we, that yeah, was that the, one just had good old fashioned. It wasn't working. Yeah, well, I think no the servos how, that we put how, in there and were. It, and it seems for you, the more expensive the servo gets, mm-hmm. the bigger your problems get. Yeah, well, go figure. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you'd think that uh, with an expensive servo, it would just be you know right out of the box. But I, I do understand that they mass produce these things, and they're electronic, and not all the electronics in the shipping get put together just correctly and so you do have one or two but i'm not really sure why why those particular servos in the e-typhoon uh didn't work very well but i have to to give props out to the uh, aloft hobbies guys because they they were like yep no problem we'll take those and they sent me new ones and uh and, yeah, that, and actually hobby the king did the same thing because i had money. some with hobby king uh in different, oh, different really? projects oh, but they uh they went ahead and sent some back too so um, but I, I've been really happy with the, the more expensive servo guys, you know, I mean, I understand if I buy something $4 or whatever, if it breaks, it's $4, but you know, when you're oh, spending, $4. when you're spending, you know, 60, $80 on a servo, they do have warranties and they just usually replace them, you know, right away. So high tech, uh, the, the very expensive, um, flat wing servos from hobby King, they replaced and the aloft hobbies, uh, guys did it for some of the MKS or, um. KST, I think it was the KST ones. So I've been really excited about those. They uh, they perform really well. They're very precise, very fast. Um, so yeah, when uh, when you get up here, it'll be nice to fly the E Typhoon, uh, see what it see what it does, get it to start whistling again because it sounds really really oh, I wicked. I love that whistle, <laughs> <laughs> and it's super fast, <laughs> much faster than I think the park uh, is built for, for speed, but. <laughs> Well, let's just say you've stretched the rules a couple of times. In that Once park. or twice, but it's okay. Yeah. We don't mind. Yeah. Not exactly a park flyer, but, you know. Close enough. Close enough. It's got grass. Yeah. See, that's the bad news is that this, you know, the E-Typhoon is all carbon fiber. I don't want to go out there in the desert or oh, on concrete. Yeah, forget. Okay, never mind that because I forgot. I keep thinking, you know, every time I, even though I've been that that field, what, three, four times. Right. I keep I keep associating with my field up in Alaska. You know, because it has, a, it has a paved runway. So I'm like, oh, yeah, a paved runway like the one up in Alaska, except I had that nice grass strip right, right next to ours. No, we don't have that here. Land, don't have it. It's just landing it onto pure rocks, gravel, <laughs> sharp, angular. Yeah, so I, I like to, so, to have grass around if I'm going to do the. So the forget about taking that out to the. So scratch that for next year for taking it out to the actual uh, electric festival. festival we'll just yeah. Fly that in the yeah. park so it can land on grass. Yes. So, yeah. It's not good when your plane lands and there's sparks flying off of it. <laughs> it's on the field. I don't know how many sparks would fly off the carbon fiber, but it sure would grind it down to nothing. <laughs> yeah, you know, landing on 60 grit sandpaper isn't, isn't too much fun. True. Not good for the finish. True. So, well, we, uh, 
<laughs> right, exactly. We uh, talked about dual rates and Expo uh, this year as well, and uh, I think that's always a subject that we can come back to. But uh, we were able to, you know, kind of one of our podcasts, I think, out there in April or May, uh, we talked about the dual rates, how to set them up, you know, how to make them work. Uh, I think that was good information to kind of pass along. Yeah, and I think uh, we'll have to, like you said, explore some other options on the radio because that's something, you know, I, I talked to AK Mike about that as well. You know, since we, we on the on the podcast, we're mainly Spectrum and we fly Free Sky. Mm-hmm. That's what Mike uh, likes to fly. And there, even though they're two different radios, the big thing about them, they can be a little complex sometimes when you want to do something, something extra other than the the normal four things. Right. If you're trying to if you're trying to mix something, or like for me, uh, when I had the, for my SU thirty five, I knew that the radio could do it. I was having a hard time getting the combinations to work. And luckily I was able to go on RC groups and do some other stuff in order to, to get the mixes to work. But that's something we might want to talk or explore later in this upcoming year, maybe is to talk a little bit more about mixes and, and getting your rates to, you know, work and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think, it's, it's nice I think that's true. The, uh, these radios now, especially the DX series, the nines, tens, uh, 20 or 18, 20. And they got a new one that's coming out, I think is oh, 12. Yeah. And, the, and they're, <laughs> they're amazing. I mean, they're, they're so not really complicated, but they're, they're so complex. They can do some amazing, amazing things. And we yeah, just and, don't, and I, you know, normally we just I, plug it in. You're flying a four channel radio and you just plug it in and you go. I mean, well, I have a DX18 and there's 18 different, you know, configurations plus all of the mixes that I have. Plus, mm-hmm. you know, the rates and, uh, you know, everything that this radio has. And I don't even scratch the surface. So I, I do think that as we look at some of our bigger airplanes and maybe some of our more complex aircraft that, uh, you know, we should look at that and maybe in the new season get, uh, you know, get some feedback on what people want to hear and what our listeners would like as being a park flyer park flyers really don't use a whole lot of it but they can and uh, i know this last time that we uh that these guys were out flying the the group that i fly with uh, they kind of starting to dabble into uh uh, into gliders and now they're trying to figure out the gliders pitching up as they add power and i'm like you know you can mix all that out right you can mix the power to rudder so when i go full power it moves the rudder down and i don't climb or descend it just goes faster yeah it doesn't stand on the stand right but they're you know they're trying to do change weights and get it all to where it matches their radio and i'm like uh, it'll take about two minutes and you know you can just kind of figure it out and and when i got the walrus up uh that's what i did i i worked with one of the guys out there and we kind of got it figured out to where when i dropped the flaps it you know it had enough elevator mix to just maintain straight line and when your radio does all that it just makes it super easy you know it applies Fairly oh, yeah. Easy. Well, and you were just mentioned about new radios, too. And the newest Spectrum that just came out right. is basically has an Android like tablet built into right. it. Right. And I was just looking at what this thing can do. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you can surf the web. You can put on apps. <laughs> you can do this, that. And I'm like, at what? since when do I need an app on my transmitter? That's crazy. Because but I can. I was thinking about it. It's not that crazy because since I do quads and stuff. Right. If I have to update, not update, but if I want to mess with the programming of it, sure. you know, normally I had to bring my phone or a separate tablet, I can do it all on my radio. There you go. That's cra- That's poof. My mind, there's smoke in the room <laughs> that I'm sitting in. <laughs> that, that now I have a radio 
that I can do that with. Uh, just really, I don't know. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about maybe updating. I, I don't know. Nah, you never know. We'll uh, we'll have to get something and uh, test it out, or at least see if anybody uh, do some reviews on it. See what happens. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I, I I got a niche. I got a niche. I might want to. I might want to buy it. <laughs> uh, stay away. I know. Oh, that's I know. Funny. Well, I was thinking about getting an eighteen like you have, and mm-hmm. uh, I've been. I've been towing the line for, for a while. And then, like you said, this new radio came out, but the only problem with this new radio, it doesn't, one of the reasons I want the 18 is because it ha, you have that side switch by the throttle, you know, right, right yes. next to it right, right. there that right. you could use for a separate throttle or set, you could set up for some other things. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been thinking of a few of my gliders. I thought, Oh, what a perfect place to put, and I'll, you know, to put the rudder. And then I could, you know, then I have the uh, flap switch and the, and the, Flaps and spoilers on the throttle because I, I I really like the programming on the on uh, uh, the Phoenix two thousand that we have. The, oh yeah, when I came over, radio. I uh, reprogrammed yeah, to a full. I really like that, yeah. but I like the idea of instead of having the throttle on the rotary switch, right. I find that kind of odd to do that. Mm-hmm. But if if it was on a little thumb switch on the side, right next to the throttle, I thought, oh, that'd be perfect. Sure. But of course, the new radio doesn't have that, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, I, I can know. never be satisfied. I don't know. Well, I know it's, uh, it's it almost comes down to designing our own. Yeah, you'd have to say, well, this is what I want, and then uh, maybe Spectrum <laughs> would design you one if you ponied up the cash. We'll see what our budget allows. Maybe we can call uh, Spectrum. <laughs> well, you know, we may be blowing our budget with uh, you know everybody out there. In, in exactly. February. Well, you got a new field this year too. Uh, you know, you relocated from Alaska down to Texas and uh, found have, a new field. I have. Uh, I, I've been very fortunate that uh, uh, folks down here. Uh, I put out some requests asking where everybody flies, and I, I met a, a great individual, Jim, and and he hooked me up with uh, uh, Mr. Wynn uh, out here. And next thing you know, we have a field. We got a field, and and now we're trying to reconfigure the field to get it set up. Uh, and I think coming up for the year, we're going to be dealing with the grass. Yeah. It's a little so, lumpy out uh, there, but. It's it's a little clumpy, lumpy. So I think we're going to till the field and reseed it as is that's the project for the year is to get it is to get it a lot smoother. I mean, it's a smooth field. I mean, it's, there's no rocks like typical Texas. There's a bazillion rocks, but really that field has no rocks. It's it's it's. You know, we don't have to worry about that stuff, but it's just, like you said, it just has clumps of grass, like physical big-ass clumps. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, it used to be a real runway, um, right? I mean, it was... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They over. they used to actually fly real planes out right. there. Right. So, so I mean, it uh, the big big Tundra tires that you would find on a Cub or something would be fine on there. It's just for the smaller oh, airplanes. It's, yeah. That, it has its it. issues. But, yeah, it sounds like a big project coming in there. But I've flown at it a couple of times. It's a great field. Um, you know, you redid some of the, the tables out there. They look really nice. You took all the yeah. rust off and yeah. painted them up and got yourself a new um, flag. The uh, Yeah, got a new, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, you see them all the time. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're, you're one of those aviation types. I, I know, right? <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the windsock. Windsock, that's it. Man, we're getting old. <laughs> old man's disease. Um, but uh, yeah, windsock, I cut down some trees. There were, not that there were a lot of trees in the way, but I did cut down one or two that were kind of, you know, we got a few planes behind, you know, mm-hmm. when we're, we're coming in for a landing or something. So I, I went out there and chopped down one or two. 
uh, it's coming along nicely. So, like I said, the big thing now. Oh, and I I got a tractor coming up for next year. We'll have to talk about that uh, next year as well. Oh yeah, adventuring uh, getting a mower. Tractor, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What what to do and not to do, folks? Buying a used mower. So. <laughs> Right, or a riding launch. Totally different say. episode, but <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely for next year. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I'm real excited about the field, and, and I, uh, I can't, I can't complain. It's just the right, right distance from the house, not too far, not too close. So yeah, uh, yeah. and it's a great field. I, I, I love yeah. going out there. It's quiet. It's out of the way. You're not, you know, flying over traffic. You don't have power lines. No, not, not at all. Any of that, and stuff. And, and it's not, not to say it's bad, but like your park. Is a nice park, but since they're dog walkers right, walking around, right. people coming up, hey, what you doing? You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, is that a real airplane? You know, How high will it go? I, I still need to get one of those T-shirts that has like the top ten things that people ask, right? Uh, RC ask, guys, yeah. while you're so, flying, not not when you get done, they don't want to talk, but it's while you're flying that you know you're concentrating. They want to talk about it. Yeah, I was just saying the only traffic we get for 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 people out there is uh, Obama llama. <laughs> That's right. the only, is the only <laughs> Yeah, the llamas across the field, they like to come out. Yeah, and watch. there's some llamas uh if you if you look if you go back on our webpage, you can see a picture of the field and you might even see a couple of dots out there and those are llamas. Yeah, that's pretty uh, funny. Of all things. So Mike told me a really good story about llamas and <laughs> Obama llama. What were, what were some of the other llamas? Uh Dolly llama. It was a guy that I uh, had worked with and he had a llama farm and he had all of his llamas uh named. They all had names, you know, so the Dalai Lama or Obama Lama or whatever. But anyway, it was pretty funny. The, uh, he was going through this long list of, of names and everything rhymed. So it was, it was pretty funny. So when I went out there and saw the llamas, I, I was trying to give them all names. But I'm not as good as he is, so I couldn't come up with everything uh, that, that rhymed with llama. So. Yeah, well, Obama Lama sticks in my head. So that, <laughs> every time I see a llama out there, I'm like, hey, Obama. Obama you know, so I, oh, that's, that's the first funny. thing I think of. Well, we, uh, I actually got to come down and uh, build some airplanes. We built the Stutka uh, when we did our tool episode or tools for your RC shop. We talked about all the tools necessary because I glued myself to your mom's table. and You did. Didn't have did. the right tools, and so we kind of got frustrated and thought we'd do an episode on, on all the right tools. And then this year well, for it, Christmas, we actually got uh, – both of us kind of went on and, uh, and got some more tools for our shop as well. I did. I most certainly did yeah. just because like I said that in fact that episode is classic just because of all the things like we're jerry rigging tools you know, <laughs> I know tools right? together yeah. you know just to try to make things work and and it's like wow if we had this you know five dollar tool it would, we'd be able to get this project done in like five minutes as opposed to three hours to screw this one screw in or out so, well being uh, at two o'clock in the morning working on this stuff wasn't helping either it wasn't like we could just run to the uh, store and grab the tool yeah, i mean it was yeah. in the middle of the night <laughs> or in the middle of the morning yeah, anyway. the, the the one or two in the morning never is whether you're buying tools at one or two in the morning right. or you're building on things at one or two in the morning it seems that that's always when we seem to have trouble right that is true so but uh the stuka speaking of we uh actually didn't talk about it but we maidened it when i was down there last oh that's right that's right we did yeah. that was a little that was uh interesting um, yeah, interesting. So that, that's one of those times where, you know, I know in some of the podcasts, Jay's talked about how he's maidened, especially like the new airplane, how he was really nervous. But uh, we had already maidened the, the big airplane. And this is, you know, we finally drugged the Stuka out. And we it's been sitting there all summer. It, it didn't fly at all because of the heat. And just, you know, Jay was waiting for me to come back down, I think. But yeah, you should have, we, we found a, a, a little parking lot that had, uh, some grassy areas. It was like a, uh, 
not like a strip right, center, because, but it was because like, it's, it's a place for, for like the... office buildings. But there's no, there's only one office building. It's got a huge parking lot, and then it's got a bunch of pads that are grass for other builds right. if they ever get sold. They're just empty yeah, they lots. Ever, yeah, they ever sold them or whatever. Yeah, but it's got it's a like, great. Uh, it's got a shopping shopping plaza. Yeah, beginnings of shopping like that. plaza. But we yeah. whipped in there real quick and decided, you know, hey, we're driving around and there's two sides to it. And depending on where the wind's blowing, you can either land left to right or, you know, or east to west or north mm-hmm. to south. And the north to south was really long. It was a big, long, like, parking lot driveway kind of thing. And the other side was a blacktop that was a smaller parking lot, but it still was uh, doable. And the wind that day was blowing on the smaller of the two. And uh, right. Jay... Uh, Decided, hey man, we'll just fly this way and out over the grass, and and uh, we got lined up, put it way at the end, and and uh, took off, and it was an exciting uh, maiden. Yeah, so uh, we had a, I think, a couple of problems. So, well, <laughs> I shouldn't say problems, issues. The, pi- one, the pilot the being one I was of them using wasn't the strongest. It was, it's it's had a long life, so it doesn't really pump out the amps like it used to when it was in its youth. But it was still strong enough to fly the plane. Um, so that was one of the problems. The second one was, you know, when we're the bad part about flying the Turbo Beaver and other planes that we have, like the wings that are, you know, instant power. Right. Inst- you, you know, you can, you can you sit there and tail surf it, you know, that type of stuff. And then you go to a plane that is scale. Right. Well, this plane is scale. It's a Stuka. It flies scale. It's not meant to, you know walk on its tail and hover and all that kind of stuff. Doesn't, doesn't have a 500 it, degree, uh, a second roll rate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it flies scale. It's not a 3D so, airplane. Right. So once again, folks, you know, my mind, you know, I'm, I, if the plane isn't, you know, I'm, I'm oh man. So it was really windy. Once you got up to altitude, it got really windy. It was kind of choppy up there. So the plane wasn't reacting like I thought it should and, you know, I'm expecting instant, why isn't, you know, why, and why am I not being able to turn it around? Why am I not able to, why aren't the ailerons snapping, pew, 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 you know, coming to and <laughs> And I'm like, ah, this plane just seems to be off. And, and there was a couple of times I thought I was going to lose it. Um, but I got it up. We got it trimmed out for the wind. Uh, landed up, did a pass. Got it down on the ground, and of course, you know, I'm shaking as a leaf by the time we got it down. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> and then we took it off again, and it was a little bit better the second time as opposed to the first time uh, because now I, was, I got my head into it's a scale plane, and it was a lot better, you know, the second landing. But still, it was a little windy out for a scale plane. If it if it had been the Turbo Beaver or if it had been a wing, no problem, but that scale plane. Okay, so just ju- just to kind of clarify too that the where we were had a a tree line right on the other side of the parking lot. And oh, yeah. and if you know weather in general, you know if you're out flying and and you're in a park uh or or a field or whatever, it's it's always better to fly in a wide open area where you don't have this wind that's being you know, forced upward by this trees or coming over the trees. So there was a well, definite the difference. Burbling. Yeah, it's burbling right there in this parking lot. It, there's a definite difference between flying above the tree line where there's a constant wind and then below the tree line. And these trees aren't small. They were probably 40 or 50 feet in the air. And when we took off, it was, uh, you know, real burbly. But once we got it up to altitude, I think, you know, it kind of leveled out. 
kind of got more stable because the wind is is not you know going left and right. The other thing that was wrong with that is that we had it in low rates. We didn't realize. Oh, I forgot about that. We didn't realize that we had it in super low rates. And there, uh, once again, the talking of your radio is amazing because in this particular case, I had done like two or three programs for Jay. Uh, the way the ailerons work uh, has differential in them. And, you know, I had made where one would <laughs> go up and the other one wouldn't. So you've got this differential, which makes it fly more scale. Uh, and then I had one where the ailerons actually work like normal ailerons. It does have flaps. It's got two, you know, two settings of flaps. Uh, the ailerons kind of droop because it's a scale airplane. So I, I, once again, we got there. And I don't think we went through all of the mixes and, and flipped all the switches True. to hear what it was. And as a result, the very first takeoff was in low rates and it had aileron differential, which meant that the airplane was very... I guess lethargic would be the best term. It was not very <laughs> snappy. It felt like it was not just just barely hanging in the air. And, and Jay's like, oh, my gosh, I think something's wrong with the airplane. And, you know, I'm like, well, what can I do? What can I do? And, uh, you know, I wasn't going to flip any switches, but we thought it was, uh, you know, out of trim. And I thought, well, this can't, it can't be out of trim because it was perfectly balanced and it was really easy airplane to balance. Uh, but once we came in and landed and he took a couple of deep breaths and we figured out, what was wrong with it? The second flight, we went into the full aileron mode, went into uh, higher rates, and uh, he was able to get it around. And yeah, and then it flew. Right. Then it flew okay. And, and once again, it flies scale. Uh, and we switched batteries, I think, too. Yeah, and we and we got a better, better battery. battery. But that, that, battery that was the dead. thing. It was kind of low on power, flying scale, windy. Yeah, it was. I I just was not to say I was behind the aircraft. It was just that I was. I was too fast for the, that's how often does that happen? I was ahead of the craft. I'm like, yank, 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 yank. You know, I'm like moving the stick all around. It's not moving. Look, it's right, not responsive. Right. Oh, it's, it's, it's just dope, dope, dope. <laughs> well, and we've been, you know, I have to say we've been flying other airplanes, you know, for two days before we took that one up. So yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, my head was wrapped around those planes. Right. Right. You know, I mean, that turbo beaver, you're just, even as big as it is, you just think about it. It, it was fun. And, it was fun. Exactly. The nice part about having Mike down is that I get to go through my inventory and fly some planes. So one of the planes that I got uh, or I got myself uh, was an SU-35 because one of the nice parts about moving, I still have a lot of planes in boxes, but since I didn't feel like getting those out of the boxes, I kind of allowed me to go ahead and buy some other little planes that I saw. So one of them that caught my attention was this SU-35 and I put it together. I really like this plane because a, I like the way that they packaged it. It's, it comes in a thin box as opposed to a typical long box that you get for most planes. This was kind of a thin box, almost like a monitor screen box. And when I opened it up, I looked in there, I go, huh, it doesn't look like, well, where's the rest of the plane? And I didn't realize <laughs> it's gone. that if you flip the box over, there's actually uh, the wings and, and the other half of the planes molded in on the other side. So I was really impressed by how they, really gave some thought as to how they packaged this plane together to send it. Everything was well protected and had a great paint job. The way the plane went together was well thought out. Um, and if I just kind of just threw it together, like they said, it probably would have turned out fine. Um, but of course I have to tink with things. Yeah. Modify um, everything. I had to modify a little bit. So I added some extra servos and, and everything and, and had to figure out how to, that worked, but I got it all modified. And as I was gluing it together, I was using CA. This, you know, the plane was going together fine with the CA. It was just that when I added the kicker, 
it just melted the paint job. Yeah, it came the out everywhere. Just, <laughs> just fell off of it. I'm like, no. Funny. So, so it, it ended up looking like a real Russian SU, you know, 35 because the paint chips and flex and, <laughs> you know, it was all streaming off. And you It know, flies really well, it. though. I was really shocked. I got to fly it once yeah. or twice. And uh, although the mode, the third mode or whatever that you type or that you programmed in didn't really work. Yeah, I could as tweak well, that but, some more. Uh, yeah. But it, yeah, it rolled really good and uh, it flew great. I I like the way it flew and it sounds good too. It's, sounds good, but it is extremely loud. Yeah, it is loud. That is it, just because it's a mid prop, open prop plane, but something with the, the way the resonance of the foam or whatever it is. You know, I thought my our wings are loud. This thing. Is very very loud, yeah, folks. Yeah. So and and the props balanced, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. It's not that, but it's just the way where that motor sits and the prop sits that it really rattles. I mean, or not rattles, it resonates, and so it's it sounds great though. It's lots of power. It sounds like you got a lot, you know, a lot of power on there, but it's just like wow. Uh, you wouldn't want to, you know, you wouldn't want to fly it at like an elementary school or you no. know, like around a lot of people because everybody's going to be like, whoa, what is that? I like you know, I like so. it uh, your field though because uh, Jay's field has a couple of little hills around it and it echoes off those hills so it sounds I mean oh yeah it, it may not be as loud on a flat desert like where I'm at but in those little uh, that little valley that you fly in is it, it just echoes it sounds really really cool the wings sound yeah. really good out there too they oh yeah reflect oh, yeah. off of it so um, but yeah we we had a couple of good builds this year we had the the Yak fifty five. Uh, that I got in the mail that we that I recovered. We did that. Mike yep. uh, did a tame cat build. We did a, an episode with him uh, on his new little uh, um, F fourteen version. I think they call it a tame cat. Uh, your SU thirty five, right? Uh, we did your Stuka, and uh, what else came in the mail? Um, uh, well, don't forget about my Turbo Beaver. Your for Turbo Christmas. Beaver for Christmas. Uh, my A ten, although it's still in the box, but. Uh, <laughs> For the end of this year, I will hopefully <laughs> right. have I will hopefully have that ready to go by the um, uh, the lecture festival. But um, oh, don't forget I I got the oh what's I have a little brain fart. I got another wing, but it snaps all together. It's oh the nano I mean, no, It's not I mean, the nano talent. Uh, I, the, uh, I did get that one's the one that uh, my, Alaska yeah. got. He got the nano talent, and I got hold on for a second. Orbit wing. Orbit called the orbit. Yeah, the wing. orbit. Same company, right? And uh, that was the one where he shook the box and it all went together. That was oh that yeah, was that amazing. That freaked me out. Right. And it's and it's so well, you know, everything's internal. Right. It all snaps together. You know, and it was one of those things I was trying to explain to you how this plane goes together. And truly, it's it's built for a man. Mm-hmm. You know, because we don't like to look at instructions anyway. Sure. But pretty much, you 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 cannot not put this thing together correctly. That's crazy. And. And I just gave it to you, and you were just looking at it. And it was like snap, snap, snap. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's what you were talking about. Hey, how does this work? Yeah. And you're moving the ailerons and stuff, and you're like, oh, hey, that's well. Wait, oh, that thing went in there. Oh, that's oh, it's all internal. <laughs> it, it was amazing. It was pretty cool. We uh, also talked about center of gravity. Uh, we we kind of talked uh, a little bit about my Sukhoi SU-31, that first balsa wood airplane that I had many, many years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. It being right. uh, out of control uh, and, and having someone else crash it for me. That was always exciting. <laughs> but um, That's a great story. I know. It's uh, it's funny. If you haven't, uh, haven't heard that, that one, moment. I know, right? <laughs> if you haven't, uh, it's our September issue, I think, sometime in September. But they, uh, it's a great story to hear. The, the guy Smoking that, hole. Here you go. <laughs> 
Well, you know, the crazy part was after the, you know, I watching him trying to land this thing and I thought for sure, oh, well, if he had the same problem on his airplane, you know, he can get this on the ground. And when it, he got on the ground, when it augered in, ripped the gear off, you know, car rolled (laughs) down the thing and I'm standing there and I'm just like, holy smokes, you just crashed my airplane. And the classic line that I always use is he looked at me and goes, yeah, same thing happened to my airplane. I'm like, well, (laughs) why didn't you say that before? I I wouldn't have handed you the control. How long have you been crashed, including this flight uh, three? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I could have been just as easy as crashing it as he could have. But um, but anyway, yeah, it it taught me a lot. I you know I I haven't had that problem since then. And uh, you know one of the things that kind of came out of that is uh, Hobby King, and I think you you get them too. But Hobby King came out with like center of gravity stickers. And I, I use those oh, almost yeah. on every one of my airplanes now. And, yeah, and uh, I, I do top too. and bottom. So I, uh, I basically can measure everything out. I put the sticker where it's supposed to be and then, you know, move the battery around to where, uh, it balances. And so, uh, but yeah, yeah. well, the best part about those, uh, well, and this, once again, we always talk about our age mm-hmm. and forgetting things, right. but you know, we have more than five models. That's true. Right? So it used to be when we had, four models, it was easy to remember where the battery and the CG was on those just one or two planes. But, you know, sometimes we, like you come over and I'm like, Oh, Hey, you'll you'd be like, Hey, how's this plane fly? And I go, oh, I haven't flown that, you know, in a year or six months sure, or something. Sure. Yeah. Let's go out and fly it. Right. And then we get out there and, you know, well, let's see, what's the programming? What's, uh, where's the battery go? <laughs> what battery does it take? Right. Does it take a four, four five or three cell? Or is that a two cell? I don't remember, you know, it's almost like, like I have to go and do research on my plane before I go fly it, you know. So it, it, those things are mandatory, at least so you know where the plane balances. Right. And, you know, and a little black Sharpie that uh, draws a line where the battery goes and then, uh, you know, put 4,000 milliamp where the battery tray is so that you can remember which one. Because that was the thing with the Stuka. We were standing there looking at each other going, which battery did we build this around? Because... <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't flown all summer. Is it four cellars or At, three cellars? I know, right? I was like, ah, I can't remember. And then uh, finally it dawned on us when I uh, started looking at what I wrote down because I had literally had written it down uh, where the battery tray goes. So that was pretty neat. Um, what else do we have? Uh, we talked to um, the guys in Houston. Oh, Chicken Man. Yeah. Chicken Man. I'm sure he has a name, right? Don Daniels. <laughs> Uh, Don Daniels down in Houston, uh, had a, uh, you know, obviously was hit by hurricane Harvey and, uh, he had some great stories about, you know, rescuing his chickens and, and, uh, we, uh, appreciated him, uh, joining us on the, on the park fire podcast for, uh, you know, his side of the human side of the story, uh, knowing that the hurricane affects everybody, but he was uh, obviously an RCer and was doing some great work down there with the scouts and some of the other, uh, you know, youth groups. And so we helped him out, sent him some, uh, airplanes down there and, uh, you know, he's, um, he's doing well. We'll have to check in with him, uh, next season, uh, to see how it's coming. Cause he was pretty busy, uh, this last fall, I think putting his house back together since it was, yeah. well, they were just tearing it apart. Yeah. Just, <laughs> that was the crazy part of after going through all that, you know, do you knock your house over or do you just right. rip all the walls out right. and, and the way the insurance works? And, oh my gosh, I, I'd be pulling what little hair I have left out of my head <laughs> having to deal with that. Uh, good thing you keep <laughs> you your know, hair short. Yeah. That's true. But, you know, I, I love, even though it was, like I said, it was a, it's a terrible disaster and people are having to deal with all this stuff. I really appreciated Don's sense of humor. And right. Like I said, that's why, you know, in my head, he's always the chicken man. Right. You know, just that whole chicken story 
of for a guy being as serious. Oh, I got my get my family out of the way of harm and blah 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 blah. Oh my gosh, I forgot the chickens. Right. I gotta go. Gotta go save the chickens. You know. I know. Right. You're, you're going. You're going back to save the chickens on a jet ski, no less. <laughs> On a jet ski, funny. jumping over cars. It, you know, it's one of those stories. You know, you just from hearing the story, you know it's true. Oh yeah, because yeah. Well, it's, you can't make you can't stuff make like that, that up. up. No, but you know, I I did uh, like the fact that you know he took time to talk with us, and I know uh, we've had other requests uh, from some other guys uh, throughout the country that you know would like to jump on the podcast and tell us their stories as well. So I think coming up in season three, we'll we'll have uh, opportunities to do that more. Where we'll uh, we'll believe it or not have. Uh, some guests on uh, to tell their type of uh, stories. We've kind of got, you know, most of our audio stuff figured out and, and how we do these things. And, and so uh, it, it'll be a good opportunity for us to talk to some of these things. And Mike has been traveling around now too. So he's made some contacts. Oh, that's right. Our man about town. Yep. He, uh, he's our traveling, <laughs> him out uh, on traveling reporter. Uh, although he's uh, out in Simi Valley now, we uh, haven't talked to him, but the, at the end of the year, I think he's got a couple episodes where he's talking to some of the, clubs down there and he talked to some of the clubs out in North Carolina. So, uh, I think if we can get out and about, maybe we can, uh, find some clubs down there in your neck of the woods between Austin, and San Antonio and, uh, send you out that direction as well. So, uh, um, oh, yeah. and, and I joined the, uh, Sun Valley Flyers. So we, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I know it uh, finally took me there, but I, I, I have airplanes that need a, a runway and, and the Sun Valley Flyers here and, uh, uh, Phoenix have a runway, so it's close to the house and, you know, I'll, I'll jump over there. There are two others that, uh, do have, um, runways as well, but they're just kind of a drive for me. They're about an hour away and, uh, this one's not, it's only about 15 or 20 minutes. So matter of fact, it's only like three minutes from where we fly in the park. So it makes it very convenient for me. Well, it's going to be nice, Uh, you know, so it'll be a new group of, uh, new group of guys, uh, you know, that'll be running into this next year. Uh, so hopefully we'll uh, talk to some of them. I know I've I've run into some of them before. Uh, one or two of them were had pretty big projects for turbines. And, yeah, they. Uh, in fact, didn't they? Uh, one of the times I was out, they invited us out there. We went out. There they did. Again, yeah, so. we uh, we've Very actually nice. flown out there once or twice because um, I do know people that have invited me uh, just as a guest to come out. But I think this year uh, I just you know rather than have them or wait on them to drag me out there, I think it was just a good opportunity for me to jump in there and just be, you know, a part of the group. So I haven't been involved in an actual club club for a long time. So this will, you know, give me an opportunity to kind of get back into there. Well, we'll have to hear your (laughs) play-by-play. Being that I came from a a club in Alaska, which I really, really enjoyed, there there are some good things and some bad things for being part of a club. And that's true. Uh, But, you know, I mean, when I fly, there's usually not as many people out and about because most people work or they fly on the weekends. And, you know, I can go and fly in the middle of the day. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. So, right. uh, but yeah, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have to touch on that in the, in the new season. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, you were talking about, uh, you know, interviewing people. Don't forget that we also had my, uh, my brother-in-law on. The fireman talking about that's right. Batteries. That's right. We did. We uh, we had a lipo battery episode, and uh, we got to talk to uh, Kendall. He's a firefighter, and uh, actually, he re- just retired, right? And probably right yes, right in time because uh, <laughs> it, those firefighters <laughs> in California have been super busy. Um, oh my gosh, my uh, so I know he's been watching the news. I, I need to get out there. I know, no, right? No, sit your butt down. We don't want old guys out. Well, there. it's crazy. My <laughs> uh, my son, uh, his wife's uh, father 
is a firefighter down there in Ventura County. And uh, he's been sending photos of us of all the wildfires down there this last yeah. uh, fall. And some of them have been awful. You know, homes have been destroyed. And um, I, I don't I don't know if they had too many, you know, like huge loss of life, but they had huge property loss. And it's, oh, it's been, definitely huge. Usually they're able to get the people, you know, yeah. I mean, they're really big. You know, California's really big on letting people know right. where the fire is going, what's happening. You know, they're on top of it that way. It's just a shame that it's, you know, millions and millions of dollars in property values going up in flames. And, you know, when I was out in California, you know, and would, you know, I used to go out there and hunt and do all sorts of stuff and be out in the, out in the hills and stuff. And the worst that California sometimes can be its own worst enemy, at least that I noticed because the environmentalists kind of go crazy. And so like a lot of the underbrush or undergrowth that would be there where people would clear that out mm-hmm. or be able to get that out. Right. They would stop them and say, Hey, there's some red footed tree sloth that's, you know, or salamander that's in this field. You can't take the undergrowth out. Oh, right. And they're like, yeah. uh, I've never seen that thing here ever. Yeah. But it has, you know, out of the five things in this habitat that it likes, this field has two of them. So there may be <laughs> one in the field. Yeah. Unfortunately. Some crazy things like that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, they have that stuff just goes up in flames. It's just having tinder all around your house. Sure. Well, and it, it kind of yeah. crawled into uh, the town too. I think Anaheim had some, uh, you mm-hmm. know, they worried about Disneyland and a couple other places. So it, uh, it was a rough season for those guys out in California. Yeah. So if you're still flying and your house was still intact and you're able to, um, shoot us a, you know, an email and tell us that you, know, you guys are doing okay, we'd, we sure welcome all those comments from the guys out that direction. Absolutely. And speaking of fires, uh, we had an episode about me trying to burn down my house. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which uh, that's a, that's didn't start out too guy story. It, yeah, it didn't start out too well, but in reality, it turned out <laughs> it, it turned out to be okay. And it actually was a great uh, episode. I um, I was soldering, left the house. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I left my soldering iron on. Uh, eh, eh, and, you're uh, thinking. Eh, Grandpa, Whatever. Eh, you just forgot about your putting your iron. No, you probably called me and distracted me, and then I uh, <laughs> walked away from it. Squirrel, huh? Squirrel. But we wound up getting the uh, TS one hundred, which is a new soldering iron, and uh, we've actually all three converted to that, and it is amazing. If you have not uh, listened to that episode, I would. Um, it's like see episode twenty one or something, and and it talks about uh, this s. Uh, TS-100. Very, very amazing soldering iron. So speaking of which, you got the C4 tip, and I, I of course, everybody in the world is out of them. So mine's coming. They're actually having to build it. So <laughs> it's coming very slowly because they have to dig the ore out. I bought the last one. To, to smelt. They have to smelt it. So this, they're still digging the ore out for mine. So have you had a chance to try your C4 tip yet? Uh, I haven't. Uh, I actually put it on and uh, tend the tip. Uh, but I haven't really done any wiring because I, I I haven't all my stuff was done with the other one so it I, I didn't have that tip when I needed you know when I needed it so I wound up soldering with the the, the smaller tip and getting it all completed uh, yeah. but I, I will tell you that it is large uh, it is a big surface and and from just tinning it and you know kind of messing around with it it should do a very very good job on a, a size 10 wire. Um, it, it nice. heats up very, Cause, very quickly. Cause for, you know, for the turbo beaver, I got some new batteries. Right. So I was changing the plugs out and, you know, I was able to make it work with the smaller tip. It's basically, it's the same. 
it has the same shape. It looks basically the same. And the C4 tip is like, like you said, three times the size of that one. Easily. Um, easily. easily. Um, and I was just like, I, I was able to make it work, mm-hmm. but it would have been so much better to have a larger tip like that for, for soldering, you know, like I said, absolutely. terminal ends on. Right. Absolutely. Um, it, it just would have worked so much better. But anyway, I still, I still save some batteries. I'm waiting for maybe to smelt my thing and get it to me sometime this year. <laughs> I know. It's unfortunately, <laughs> so nobody I, in the I, U.S. I had few... them. You had to buy them from China. So uh, I yeah, literally so. think I actually bought the last one because mine came relatively quickly. It just didn't come fast enough, you know, for what I needed at that particular time. Right. So lucky guy. I know. I, so yeah. you actually got a power supply. So have you tried it with this power supply? I, I have. No, I, uh, I, I've done it with the batteries and the batteries worked out real well. I, I think we mentioned that, uh, I plugged in my, um, battery, mo- um, monitor, you know, it was the little mm-hmm. uh, monitor that you just plug the, um, the, uh, charging or not charging, but the parallel port into it. And it shows me what the voltage is as I'm, you know, as I'm soldering. So when it gets down to where it needs to be. Uh, then I can just, you know, switch out batteries. So it worked out real well. I mean, I think for using that out in the field, it would do incredibly well if you, you know, were a quad guy or had, uh, which, which is what where these came, came from. You know, the quad guys were using them in the field. If you're, right. uh, I mean, I don't have really too many parts coming off or are unsoldering in the field from airplane guy, but I could see how it would happen if you crashed a uh, a quad and you needed to use it. And so I was doing it that way, uh, but I did realize that, you know, the higher temperature I had, the more the battery ran down and, you know, I wound up going through a couple of four cell batteries in, you know, one setting. So I wound up getting the power supply. It's a 19 or 20 volt or whatever. I plugged it in. Man, that thing was like heated up in a split second and it stayed that way. And and it was really, uh, uh, you know, a good investment. So now it just plugs into the wall. And, you know, I don't have to worry about burning the battery down or. I know. But the whole reason I got you the setup you, I did. Yes. Was because you have that ultra quiet <laughs> power supply that you do, that you charge your batteries. with. Yes. And I thought, and I thought you were going to plug it right into there because you can do 24 volts right off of that. I can. And I was like, oh, this will be awesome. And it'll heat up. I think it heats up good at 19 volts. It heats up even better at 24 volts. Right. And I'm like, oh yeah, this will be awesome. And. You didn't have any of all things. You didn't have any wire at your house, and I'm like, yeah, I don't understand like, yeah, why. I, don't I normally have like spools of that stuff, and I, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. It was one of those late night things that you know I was using the batteries, and you had mentioned several times, hey, I got you this because you know you've got this power supply, and you can just plug it right into the power supply. And I don't, in my mind's eye, I don't think I was understanding what you were talking about until I yeah, bought. Yeah. Until I actually bought the, it was two o'clock in the morning, and I was on Amazon or ordering something or Banggood or whatever it was. That seems to be a thing for you. I know, right? Two o'clock in the morning in Amazon. Well, I probably it's good thing had, you're not, you don't drink I had, because that would be, you know, that, that would definitely. How did I get this blow up doll and you know these uh, connectors? Uh, well, unfortunately, I think night. I'd probably talked to you late into the evening, and then we had talked about stuff, and I was already on Amazon anyway, so or Banggood or whoever it was, and you know, I just clicked a couple of buttons, and voila, it's, it just goes. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're really bad about, we order so much stuff, you know, from online and, and, uh, it just, uh, the, the, um, the giving bush outside, you know, produces, but the giving bush. Uh, <laughs> I, anyway, I, I didn't understand it until I actually got the uh, power supply in. And then I was like talking to Jay and I'm like, Oh, look what I got. I got a, a new power supply. And he's like, what? how come you didn't just, you know, solder two wires together and use your other power supply? You have a power supply already. 
And then I think the light bulb finally came on. You know, the old man's disease finally kind of kicked in. And the, exactly, I got the short circuit kind of went, oh, yeah, you know. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll go do that. I'll go do that right now. I'll just go in there and, you know, I can use my C4 tip for that big fat wire. And what do you know? I looked everywhere and all of my new, you know, room set up and everything, the 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 nifty toolboxes and everything have and I have literally no wire. I I mean, I shouldn't say no wire. I have a piece of wire, but it's only about the length of a battery lead. It's not so I would have to I would have to literally like plug it in and stand up over the power supply to solder anything. It's it's got you, you know, have to solder on the power yes, supply. Yes, exactly. That's too so funny. I decided okay, well I need to probably put in an order for some wires and then I can make one. But but the other one I plugged in and uh Luckily, I don't have the same problem that Alaska Mike has where you have to, you know, it falls off the table or anything. It's actually long enough that I don't have to worry about it. But I, I definitely will uh, build, you know, when I get some more wire in, uh, some silicone wire. I'll, I'll well, you already have a power supply. You don't have Yeah, to, but, but I'm interested to see for, if it makes a difference, you know, because you're it right. It does make a difference. A, voltage, voltage matters. Uh, <laughs> okay, I won't argue there. <laughs> voltage <laughs> always matters. What it can does. we say? Well, we, uh, we burnt, let's see, I burned down the house. We, uh, we got to visit down in Texas. We, uh, talked a little bit about that. Some of the recent ones. Um, and I got my early Christmas gift. Early Christmas Ooh, gift. Flying it. And, uh, you've flown it a couple of times since then, right? I've flown it a couple of times since then. I've, I've done, I mean, two or three times that I've gone out. All I did was just do touch and goes, right. Trim out the plane, reconfigure it, feel comfortable with it. And I have to admit now I feel very comfortable with it. It's, um, I think part of the reason is that since it doesn't have a brake, you know, we don't have the brake on, you know, for on the motor. Mm-hmm. And when the plane descends, when it starts, to, like, especially when you drop the flat, it's not like you put in 20 degrees of flaps, then 30 degrees, 40 degrees. It's, it's full flaps or it's no flaps or it's spoilers. Right. 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 So there's no, it's none of that, you know, and normally most of our flaps we program in where it takes its time, right? It'll take, five seconds, three seconds for the slaps to lower. And then when it does that, then you don't have to add in up elevator or any of that kind of stuff. But with this plane, since it's really acrobatic, really acrobatic, really aggressive, the flaps drop instantly and it's configured, you know, uh, puts out the uh, up elevator. It does all that stuff. And then it descends, right? It does what what plane's supposed to do. Sure. You're able to make very steep descents. The plane does that. Well, the motor you know, it's free running. We don't have a brake on because it's, it's acrobatic. It does 3d stuff. Well, it, you know, it's winding, you know, motor may be off, but it's winding the wind. It's making this real, like it has power. Oh, right, so in my right. head, you know, once again, since I'm not a gas flyer, right. whenever you hear the motor going and this thing's like, it's, it sounds very aggressive and it's very loud. And I'm like, I got power on. What do I have power on for? I want, I want less power. You know, and I'm, uh, it just throws me off. You know, my psyche would get thrown off that it's coming down with power and it seems like I have too much power to make the feel, you know, I'm, I'm going to overshoot it and it turns out I have less power. Yeah. So it took me a little while to fly it. Now I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable. I'm, I'm not afraid of that sound. You know, it's, it, there's no power there. I, I love it. It's, it's great. You can get aggressive. You can, you know, force it down wherever you want. It's, it's just awesome. And then if you have a slight, you know, that's without a breeze and then if there is a breeze, then it becomes fun like the fun cub. It's almost like spot landings. I want to land here. And you slow it down. You put its 
you know, nose into the wind and that thing just kind of hovers. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Add a little bit of power. Now you, I you have time. able, you've, you've since been able to fly it with the new mix as well, right? Yes. And yes. And, um, okay. So the plane has really big ailerons as it is. Um, right. and it, and it has a, it has a fairly good roll rate, but with the mix that allows the ailerons to lengthen, you know, the, I mean, excuse me, the flaps become ailerons. And so the length of the flaps that would normally drop now act like they're ailerons. And so now I have a full length aileron. Right. And if you want to roll that plane, it gets a rolling. So it's very, um, it's very exciting. Sporty. <laughs> put it that way. You flip, it's sporty. You flip that switch on and it's on it. And so it, it's kind of, once again, you, I got used to flying it one way. I put the switch on and then it's like, I have to slow myself down. You know, I have to, get like uber feather touch on that plane. I mean, because it has, it has a little bit of, you know, has a little bit of expo in it, but still, once you turn those, you, you start dialing up, man, you have to just calm down. Right. <laughs> you know, you can't be heavy. It's like flying your action. It reminds me of flying your, uh, your extra, you know, and I, and I grabbed the stick and you're like, Whoa, there Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't, don't you grab don't her like that. Fit. Just two fingers. That's all you need. And I'm like, two fingers. Huh? You know, grab the, I grab the stick and it's like, oh, okay. Two fingers. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. Mr. Moan, the guy who has lots of experience. <laughs> sure thing. Yeah. What do I know? Whose socks have more flight time than I do. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you just, so, you can't yeah, be, ham, you can't be ham fisted on it. I take it. Nope. So like touch, relax and have a ball with this plane. It, it, it perform it. And it's the part that's so mind numbing with it is because it's so big. Mm -hmm. You don't expect it to be as responsive as like it is. Understood. Right. You know, no, because the bigger, the, the bigger the airplane, the, the less, the, the more surface area, all that stuff. And you, you, you don't really think about it being as agile as a little foamy because some of their foamies are just super agile. They're really right. small and they well, flip Well, around. the thing is too, this plane is uber, uber light. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, if this was, if this was a, um, what am I, what brand, a Hangar 9 type plane? Right. It, it would easily weigh four pounds more. Sure. Sure. I mean, it would be, I mean, it would be stout and, you know, once again, you can stick whatever on it with a real engine as opposed to a motor. But there is no compare. It freaks me out. I, I have that. Uh, I know my P-51 that we put together when you were here. Yes. Well, I mean, it was already together. But we just reassembled it. That plane compared picking that plane up compared to picking this plane up, even though this plane is larger, you know, you, you kind of like bend your knees and get ready for the pickup. <laughs> it's, it's not there. <laughs> no. for this other plane. You're like, whoa, it's like you throw it at the ceiling with it. And that's with no batteries or anything, which was amazing. Right. I, I When you told me to pick the two of them up, I, I just, I was really shocked that, you know, I mean, it's a big airplane and I, I know it was light cause I was working on it, but I didn't realize how light it was until I actually picked exactly. up the, the actual P 51. And I was like, wow, you know, that P 51 is heavy, like 10 it's pounds. Heavy. You don't think about 10 pounds being very heavy, but you know, it's, it's basically a big, you know, 10 pound bag of sugar. Mm -hmm. uh, you you don't think about it, but you know, just imagine carrying that thing around the store, yeah, you know, or trying to get <laughs> trying to get it off the ground or fly it or whatever, and then you know, think about a bag of you know marshmallows. It's just it's it's like that difference, you know. I mean, it's a pound of marshmallows versus a pound of sugar, both weigh a pound, but the marshmallows feel lighter. Right. Well, this one definitely is lighter. No, I know, and it performance wise, it's amazing to see it just you know. 
True. come to life. Yeah, it, it is amazing. So, I, I had a, a lot of good time. I mean, a really good time flying it. I know you were excited about it. So I'm I'm just excited because you're excited having a good time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Yeah, you, you like watching me sweat and shake. And, oh, well, the feeling's mutual because you, know. you like that about me too. So and I, uh, That's true. You know. Well, it's fun. It's fun when you get somebody a gift and, you know, you could tell they care about it. Right, right. It's not like, you know, I slam the thing. Uh, well, whatever. I can, you know, whatever. I bust the leg off. Well, it was fun. That was a fun five minutes. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. You want this like to that. last. So that's. Uh, that's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we, uh, what else we do? We sent Mike on the road a couple of times. We sent Mike uh, on the road. No. And we just, uh, yeah. So, you know, he went out. We man about town. He's our new uh, go-to guy. So we sent him to California and, and then sent him out to South Carolina and, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, this time in California, I think he took a recorder with him so he can actually do some interviews and talk. So we're <clears throat> still trying to figure that uh, that side of it out. But uh, those are uh, those are some of the highlights of the year. We had our Christmas episode uh, two weeks ago, or yeah, it would be it will yep. be exactly two weeks ago. And uh, what you had need some for Christmas? Stuff and, well, what too late now? But well, I know. But hopefully, you got some good uh, some good Christmas uh, items for yourself. And uh, you know, we listed a bunch of stuff for you to to go out and give it a try. Uh, which brings us to 2018, our new season, season three. Oh, jeez, I can't believe it. Yeah, hard to believe, isn't it? Nope. Who would have thought? I, it is three seasons. I, yeah, it's crazy. I, it just seems like we started this on the whim, and you know, and all of a sudden we're in season three, and it's like, really? Wow. And a lot of episodes. I I, I mentioned that I think one of the other podcasts where I told the guys, you know, they're like, oh, how's podcast coming? I go, oh, we're on twenty, uh, you know, our our 24th episode, they're like, 24 episodes? How often does that thing come out? I go, every two weeks. They're like, wow, that's, you guys are busy. I'm like, yeah, it is pretty busy. So, uh, But it's fun, and you know, we've enjoyed it so far, and we're looking for a great new year. I think, uh, like I mentioned uh, in the Christmas podcast, we uh, are going to try and uh, put a better Facebook page together to do a little more social media, uh, get Mike um you know, out on the road where he's meeting a few people. I think uh, the two of us will probably, you know, do a little traveling, try to find some folks. Um, yep. There's a few here in Texas, so I'm looking forward yeah. to uh, our favorite wing builders. Here, That's right. Uh, for our yep. favorite wings. I so think uh, next time that, we come like down, down, next time I come down to Texas, yep. we'll have to go out there to, to the um, Tough Wing Factory and, and visit those guys. Definitely the uh, Arizona Electric Festival. The three of us will be there. We'll do some, a couple of uh, episodes from uh, from there and hopefully see some guys. And the weather will be good, and we'll have a good time there. Summertime, I, I, um, you know, I think we really should plan a trip over to uh, our favorite place in China to see if we can uh, to, you know, come <laughs> come up with some of those. But oh my you know, it's it's gotten uh, it's gotten more fun and more. Uh, I don't want to say easy, but it's just uh, more comfortable, I guess, at this last season. It's it's definitely a um, yeah. Well, we're getting used to it. Yeah, right? and we're yeah. getting more people involved. I think uh, there's uh, more listeners out there. You know, the guys over at Lane's Planes, they uh, you know they jumped on the bandwagon too. So we got oh, a lot of. We uh, doubled our staff. We did double our staff. <laughs> <laughs> we did double our staff. Uh, I don't know about double. Oh, I guess, I don't know. We doubled. Well, if you're, if your if your wife's going to put together the, uh, the website, the website, and yeah. you know we got Mike on board. You know he's doing every other podcast or so. That's double. Yeah, Facebook, not website. So. It's the Facebook page. But, oh, sorry. Well, yeah. Yeah, she she runs our, our, our multimedia. Our multimedia uh, corner. There you vice go. Vice president. Very good. Yes. So we'll have to uh have to get her involved uh, a little more too. Uh yeah, we'll have to talk to some of the guys at the Sun Valley Flyers uh, when I go out there this next year and uh, kind of hook up with some of those guys, see right. what they have to offer. 
Uh, we, you still have to build an A10, so we can yep, find still out have to do that, that. And, you know, and drool over that. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, like I said, it'll be ready by the Electric Festival when we. Uh, oh yes, that that's perfect. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. All right, that's a podcast yeah, right there. Yep. And then uh, I think there's a couple of new airplanes coming out that um, you know we'll, we might pick up. Uh, that's always the good news mm-hmm. that there's always new uh, equipment and new um, you know airplanes coming out so that we can you know hear about them and and pick them up. Uh, yeah, well, it, it, we they, we we pick the right people for having this podcast because it's not like you know we only have four planes in our inventory. We're not getting any more than that. No. Well, I only have four. I only have four channels or four uh, memory slots in my radio, so I have more than four planes. <laughs> well, and that's, let's talk about my second plane. Yes, right. let's talk about that. And it's funny because uh, <laughs> you know when we first started this many, many, many years ago, that that was one of the things we didn't have. Uh, I think the Spectrum DX6i came out, and we were so excited because there were ten, 10 slots. I didn't have to. And we were swapping um, receivers from one airplane to the next, right? Because yep. the receivers were like 50 or 60 bucks a piece. And, you know, you could use one receiver and, and you just take it out of one plane and put it in the other. And, and we yep. flew like that for years. And we were yep. so excited when the DX6i came out. It was that new spectrum technology. And, uh, you know, it was a we didn't have to go put our radios in quarantine and not touch them and, you know, stand in line to go fly. We could just throw the stuff up in the air and go and that was when the uh, blue core foam was just coming out. So that was pretty exciting. And, and I, I can remember going, wow, man, I got 10 slots. I, I just, I can have 10 airplanes ready to fly at any given time. And, uh, you know, later on as the years progressed, I'm looking at something where it's unlimited now. I mean, I have 250 slots in my DX 18 plus I have a SD card that can hold a million, you know, just as many <laughs> as I can put on there. And uh, and yep. receivers, you know, for the different companies have come down to $5. So now it's almost like every wow, single one of my bucks, airplanes it, is ready to go. Yeah. Every single one of them. I can just pick it up, walk into the truck, throw it in there. I don't have to change out anything. I just flip over the radio. Uh, and, you know, rather than sit there for five minutes figuring out what each sw- switch does, I can just flip the switch and it'll tell me, uh, which is amazing, too. So as long as I can remember to program People it. have put an iPad in, in a transmitter. Yep. And now look at us. You're looking at getting, a, you know, an Android pad inside your transmitter. The, the Android technology is incredibly yeah. the, uh, incredible. I mean, the servos that we talked about on one of those uh, Halloween episode or something where I was talking about the new high tech servos being actually programmable, uh, that they actually now have uh, programmable servos, programmable ESCs. They have programmable radios. Uh, it's it's just amazing. The digital world has just come, uh, you know, running at us full steam ahead, and, and it, it is just making this sport even that much better. You know, so oh yeah, and like you said, on the quad or helicopter field, I mean, the stuff's getting smaller. They're getting more capable. Right. It's it's just nuts that four years ago you go, hey, look what this you know model's going to have in it. Yeah, right. And it's just like you said, it's like we're living in the future. Well, we are living in the future. True, true, true. So you know, one of those things awesome. too that uh, we never really talk about are the E Flight Mini. Um, you know, the UMX. The yeah, the UMX stuff. And you know, I have one of those, but I've I don't think I've ever had a podcast on it. And I think you have a couple of them. And I have a few of them. Yeah. And so does Alaska Mike, too. Yeah. We flew them a lot in Alaska. So maybe we can uh, do an Indoors. episode on some of those this next year. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Well, we would love to hear from you as our listeners. Uh, you can send us. Yeah, an maybe email. what you wanted. What you want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to hear uh, any type of feedback. I know we always uh, ask that, but it's always good to 
uh, hear from you guys. And like I said, with Mike on the road and meeting a bunch of different people, I think it gives us a little more exposure and and that will kind of get us out to um, where we need to be. And, um, you know, maybe there's some other, uh, maybe there's some other events that we can attend. I know there's a couple on the East coast and we'll have to look at our schedules this year. And I already know one event that you need to attend if I can't be there. It's the jet rally. Oh yeah. Right down the road every year. Oh, I got to be here. The wife wants me to make, you know, put in a garden. I don't know. You you seem to have an excuse every time that thing's there. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know it's, why. It's maybe just, it's good that you haven't gone, but that's uh, something you should go to. I know it. I, I need to. And, and they do put it on right in my neck of the woods almost every year, the um, the jet rally down there in Tucson. And actually one of our mm-hmm. guys, um, Phil, he's one of the guys I fly with. He actually went down uh, without me, but uh, he, he was... He was saying, wow. That, that's all he said when he came back. He just goes, wow. <laughs> well, I want to hear wow from you. Uh-huh. I want you to take the recorder, go down there, check it out. And I think we could, we could easily talk an hour about that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And easily go bankrupt because I know as soon as I come back, you know, there's going to be a big, long list of, uh, I, I want this, I want this, I want this. Well, we'll just have to tell your wife to uh, take your checkbook away or, or monitor your uh, credit card or something. Uh, she's uh, she's going to be the the uh, Facebook designer, and now uh, we're moving her to the accounts payable department too. So. Accounts payable parts of the, of the podcast. So, so I got, honey, I need a new turbine jet. No, it's not in the budget. Sorry, it's only five k. All right, <laughs> dropped in price, dropped. which is amazing. I mean, you know, they're not really park flyers and. We try to stay uh, in the park, and I know that for you and I, being park flyers for many, many, many years, uh, that it's always exciting to get new and bigger airplanes uh, to fly at the field. But I, I think that that's, that's okay. People are not going to be park flyers for their whole life. I watch my group that started out with one airplane. I think Phil probably has 10 of them now. Uh, right. So you do see guys, and they're getting bigger. You know, They're not getting smaller. Right. Um, I think Jim, another guy in our group, he went out and bought a balsa wood airplane now. So he's yeah, the uh, one that you, the that one you that I bought. Yep. Showed everybody. So now we have two of them and you know, he wants to go do some stuff together. So it, it, it is a little bit of a, you know, not really peer pressure, but a little bit of a disease where we see one another and you know, we're like, wow, well, that, that is really cool. Like you said, with, with the jets, you, even though, I mean, they were, they were really expensive, but now they're coming out. That's true. ED, yeah. They're, Putting them in foam models, right, right? The 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 motors are are now very very small. They can get down to what like a pound. Uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a pound or two. I mean, they're just. I mean, they can fit in a park flyer. That's how small they've got. That's true. They can. Uh, I don't know if I'd fly them into park, but you are correct. HSD <laughs> well, and some yes, of the well, other ones. You I, know. I'm just, well, I'm just talking size. I'm just you know, I'm not saying you should <laughs> fly something 200 miles an hour in the park. Yeah. I'm just saying size-wise, it's about the size of a park flyer. True. Yeah, and I'm and sure I'm sure it'll YouTube, come down can, smaller and smaller because we, we already know that that's happening. You know, they used to be these really large one-sixth scale, and now we're, you know, getting down to where they're a 105. They're equivalent to a 105-millimeter EDF, which is really isn't that big. I mean, it is yeah. big when you're comparing it to, like, a little park flyer, but when you compare it to, you know, an EDF, Mm, well, you remember those you, the strikers? Uh, yeah, they yeah. were like the real first. Okay, so if you do a YouTube video and put down, um, you know, turbine jet striker, you will get a couple of hits where guys are putting them. They're small. They're smaller than 
the 105 ones are even smaller than that. And they can fit on a striker and the guys are flying them around. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So, not that you see much of them. You normally just hear them in the videos. All right, yeah, cuz they're <laughs> it's still very impressive. And it's only for a minute or two, but it's a cool minute or two. Well, and I've seen the guys put pulse jets on some of those too. So no, I mean, it's, okay, that's it's just okay, out of just control. Stop. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm just I'm stop. looking forward oh to uh, season three, buddy. I mean, uh, it's me too. It's going to be a another I, year, and we're another year older and and wiser, and I, oh, and we're closer. That's yeah, true. We are that's closer part, this time, so uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get, Arizona Mike will be making the trek down south. So that's true. I think he's uh, eventually looking um, to see where where to go. But yeah, we'll be down the lower forty eight. Won't uh, have to travel so far. It's only a two hour flight down. So maybe I'll get mm-hmm. down there a little more often. Hopefully, anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that and the shipping. That's the best thing. Shipping is better. Is the shipping. This is true. Things show up in three days. I'm just amazed. Whoa. <laughs> I know. You don't have to send it to me to send to you now. <laughs> no, no. It's like $4,000 to ship it to me in Alaska. Can you just kind of give it, put it in the mail? That's awesome. So, well, we got a lot of uh, neat things planned for uh, this coming year. And uh, I think we're still trying to work on a YouTube channel, see how that's going to work. Woo-woo. Um, Jay's kind of trying to spearhead that figure it all out uh mike's out there you know interviewing people trying to get us better exposure um you know the wife is putting a facebook page together so that we can all be able to contribute and not just on my particular facebook page so we'll uh we'll get a little more exposure and um i think we'll do a couple of new things this year uh i think we're going to try and you know, maybe get a sponsor page or or a donations patron page or, yeah patron page yeah. see how that works uh, just so that you guys can, um, you know, help us out and keep the Park Fire podcast going and attend some more events and get our name out there a little bit better. Help us help you. That's right. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Uh, we wonder, uh, I mean, we want you to have a wonderful new year. 2018 literally is a week away. Uh, so uh, hopefully you'll be safe. Uh, enjoy the new ringing in the new year with your family, your friends. Um Hopefully you'll uh, listen to some of the episodes and get some ideas. But, uh, yeah, 2017 is behind us, man. Let's look forward to the future. Woo-hoo, I am. All right. Well, from the Park Fire Podcast, I'm Michael here in Arizona. And this is Jay from the hills of Texas. We want you to have a wonderful new year, and we'll see you next year. See ya. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to heartflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.